Welcome to SADCAST, the podcast for working creatives. This is episode 43. I'm your host, Pamela Rooney's creative director and co-publisher of the physical magazine, SADMAG. Well, I'm super busy. It's that time of year again where the magazine is almost due to the printer and it's March Madness at my work. And I couldn't even call it burning the candle at both ends. It's as if I've just chucked it in the fire and I'm exhausted and I have to go back into work tonight. So I'm going to keep this brief. I mean, I do it to myself, guys. I mean, it's not even, I can't even ask for pity. It's my own fault. Um, But anyways, I am psyched for the cheese issue, though. It's going to be great. All the illustrations we have this time around are aces. There's some great stories. I got to cut a font out of cheese. So that's going to be sweet. And you'll see it soon enough. But for today on the Sadcast, I'm talking with photographer Jackie Dives. Jackie is a past contributor to SADMAG, and lots of her work showcases people at their most vulnerable, which makes them very compelling. You can check them out online at JackieDives.com, but for now, here's my chat with Jackie. These things. You're right there. Right there with all the millennials. You're good. <laughs> as long as you're not just on Facebook, I think you're yeah. fine. Well, Instagram's my jam. Yeah. Well, it would make the most sense yeah. for a photographer, definitely. Did you ever get on the Snapchat train? I tried, and my boyfriend and I went through a phase where we were like very Snapchatty with each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, what I loved about Snapchat is it was kind of like having a conversation with photographs, or yeah. like not photographs, yeah, but you yeah, know, yeah. little snippets. Yeah. And um, and then at some point, it just kind of faded off, and yeah. I haven't picked it up again. Yeah. Well, because the story's kind of took it over exactly and that's why at first i was like instagram like back off like yeah you 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 be you (laughs) you snake but now what i love is that they're both in one place it's so convenient (laughs) they knew yeah they're so smart they are damn it but then snapchat just went public and like their shares still went for quite a bit i think they're valued at i don't know millions i want to say like 14 billion or something but maybe (laughs) There's no fact checking here. I have no idea, but it was in the billions. Like it was a lot. So and and they make no money. So yeah. it's like f- crazy. I mean, not no money, but like very little money. You know, I'm not surprised that it's still worth a lot because the youngins, I think, are still using it. Yeah, I know. Maybe now like my we're, brother's. We're too old. I yeah, don't know. my brother's using it. Okay. He's like in his twenties. Still on it. Yeah. Okay. I guess they like it when they get those streaks going. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're not here to talk about Snapchat. No. You're talking about you. Moving on. Moving on. Um, let's just get the like full deal. Like, how did you become a photographer? What was the trajectory? Um, I guess like the the spiel is that I've always taken pictures. Um, my brother was born when I was eight, and oh, yeah, so big there difference. was yeah, the huge difference between us, and there was um, like a you know a just point and shoot camera hanging around. Everyone. Every household had one, and um, he was like something I could take pictures of. So it kind of, I think it kind of started with him. He was your muse? Yeah, like, well, I mean, like, I feel like that's the first time I can remember taking pictures. Mm. Um, And and the the photos that I still have would prove that. Yeah. Because, like, most of them. You still have them? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I have, like, those, like, sturdy shoe boxes that you get at Michael's. Yeah. I have, like quite a few of those yeah, yeah, with yeah. four by sixes hundreds oh. of them still 
anyway, yeah. So, so kind of started like just early taking pictures, really loving it. And, um, in high school I took like photography class and had a, ter- like, I mean, I was going to use the word terrible, but actually she wasn't terrible, but she was very hands off. This, uh, photo teacher we had, Uh-oh. it was basically like, here's the key to the dark room. Maybe she didn't know herself. <laughs> Maybe that's, that's an interesting thought yeah. perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we just kind of fooled around and like figured it out on our own. So I feel like that wasn't exactly education yeah. necessarily, yeah. just sort of like experimentation more like. But that's maybe good. Yeah. Did There's... anything good come out of those photos? Or um, I don't I'm trying to remember. I mean, I think good experimentation came out of those photos. Definitely like trying, trying stuff out mm-hmm. just for the hell of it. Um, lots of portraits, I remember, which, it, you know is consistent to what I do now. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That's how you got your start. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) So yeah, high school. And then, um, I went traveling a little bit and would take, you know, just regular pictures like everyone does when they're traveling and then came back and my boyfriend at the time was writing for the nerve magazine. Do you remember the nerve magazine? It's like Mm -hmm. a music magazine. Was it here in Vancouver? Yeah. I think we're all here. So maybe. Okay. yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, and I would just sort of like go with him and take pictures of the show and he would he would do a write up and then cuz cuz goes together. Yeah, exactly. Like Perfect. they didn't have basically I got paid in in shows, which is fine, you know, when you're like 21 yeah. and sounds glamorous. Yeah, right? Yeah. It does. Yeah. Sounds glamorous. Um took some pictures there and then um it sort of really started taking off when I became a doula. Mm-hmm. So I was like in rooms with women giving birth and had my camera with me because I would always just sort of have a camera around and would take photos if women wanted that. Yeah. And yeah. then yeah. that became something that like I was the doula who took photos. There were fewer of us around mm-hmm. town. So do you still doula? I don't No. Um, I, I did that work for four years and then and then basically what happened was I decided to choose photography mm-hmm. over Full-time. doula yeah. work because they just you can be a birth photographer and a doula but you can't be a regular photographer and a doula and I really wanted to f- pursue photography full-time and really give it a go yeah 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 how do you think like that experience like has informed the rest of your work because I know well I've noticed like a trend of lots of work on like people in vulnerable states yeah I definitely shoot um like a lot of naked people and a lot of like vulnerable situations and um I I think well I think I'm a really um non-judgmental sort of like open person to begin with and like once you've been in a room with a woman like at her most raw and vulnerable like nothing really can surpass that like when you watch when you're wi- not just watching, but like participating in a woman's experience of like mm-hmm. birthing another human, you really have seen yeah. it all. Nothing else <laughs> really compares. <laughs> right? Yeah. It, it felt like that anyways, and it feels like that to me. And um, I guess I just go in with like no expectations. Yeah. Um, so, so maybe like that sort of like nurturing, no expectations on people, like openness has trans- translated. Yeah. How do you get people to trust you? Because... Well, I was looking at specifically that series on menstruation, which mm-hmm. was like so raw, like these women just like 
taking out their diva cup and you know just all bloody and like super intense mm-hmm. like I mean I love them mm-hmm. and I but I was just like wow like so brave of them to do that like how did you even find people to let I, you yeah I get asked that question a lot like how do you find these people who are crazy who will do this and it's usually they're they're almost like 90% of the time they're people who are like my friends so I'll post on Facebook like hey this is a thing I want to do and you know of course at first at the beginning of my career people were like I don't know that sounds crazy but then as you as you develop a style and people start to like trust the work then I think like they see the work they think it's good they trust that you're gonna like be good to them yeah um so yes usually it's first like friends and then it'll be like word of mouth through that um like someone will be like I did this thing with my photographer friend Jackie sounds like something you might like and yeah so it's 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 actually quite a small circle of people yeah brave brave souls yeah yeah did, were the was there overlap between that project and I don't know maybe the the um comfort food one mm-hmm I, uh, no, I don't think so. See, it's not yeah. so small circle. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I, but I mean... And let's just like explain that one. So that's um, people naked eating their favorite comfort food, yeah. which was featured in Sad Mag. That's uh, true. Grit and Gristle issue, which was awesome. Anyway. That was awesome. Yeah. You're right. Having my photo on the cover of that was very cool for me. It's like my favorite, <laughs> and yet people like no it's like it's it wasn't a good seller Mm -hmm. and people would like turn it over on their coffee table but to me that's like I don't know that's cool it's a sign that you're doing you're you're making a little bit of a wave or like doing something that makes people uncomfortable which I I I truly do think that's like a good sign yeah I like it yeah if you're making people feel uncomfortable then something's probably happening for them um I did hear that it was the wor- kind of like the worst seller yeah. on the shelf, but that yeah. it, it actually does really well in back sales. Yeah. So yeah. I think when people like get into it, plus like when they buy it, like after the fact, normally it's like at an event mm-hmm. and we're always like, this is like one of our favorite issues. <laughs> Just take a look at yeah. all this. Like, yeah, the cover, whatever, but then look at why mm-hmm. it is. And then we show them the rest of them and then they go, oh, and yeah. then, you know, so so interesting it's a grower yeah <laughs> more than one way <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway um you have an interesting show coming up so what did you find 25 rolls of film that you hadn't developed or you just have like tons of film you haven't developed you're like what's what's your deal my the deal is um you know like i had described i've been taking photos for a long time and just sort of like slowly or randomly or like um without explanation or you know because I had no money or like whatever it is there would be like a roll of film that would um get chucked into this bag that I had in my closet just sort of like I'll develop you at some point bag right and you know you mostly because of not having funds as like a young yeah or was it like these shots probably didn't work out I don't need to develop it or what did you think I think it wasn't so much like they probably didn't work out but I was definitely I I think I probably didn't think they were worth me investing the money because right I mean now it doesn't seem like a lot of money but when you're a kid and it costs like it used to cost like 20 
something dollars to like develop a role of film what did it yeah and like I could go to like a movie and like do a bunch of things that were like not gonna be like a reflection back on like whether or not I did a good job on anything Mm. so I, I think there were like some things going on about like just not not trusting that they were gonna be any good um worrying that they yeah that they just sucked and then also just like kind of not having the change to yeah the, the cashola yeah. but so many years later did you just did you always know that bag was there yeah so i i literally just had this bag in my closet with all my other camera gear and like up and up until very recently um i would be throwing rolls in when oh, i just really? yeah absolutely like i think the most recent one is like a year old. Did you date them? Like, did you know when no. they were from? Oh shit! <laughs> no, I didn't. I just like threw them all into this uh, huge like cl- plastic Ziploc bag, and then always kind of had them on my mind. Like, you know, I want to develop these one day. Like, who knows what's in there? Like, some of them turned out were like twenty years old. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, and crazy. Um, yeah. So finally, I was just like, okay, I'm like at this point in in my like f- photographic journey that I want to get these developed now like yeah. it just something clicked I don't I can't really explain it but it was like okay now's the time yeah yeah and can I ask you how much it costs yeah totally um so I I just went to London Drugs um yeah, sure because they do fine developing yeah and it cost me about four hundred dollars okay to get about 26 rolls done okay yeah did you do it on CD? I, I had them print out print them. four by sixes yeah. of each of them. Yeah. And then from there, I sort of chose like my top 40. Yeah. And had those scanned. Scanned, yeah. 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 Cool. Makes sense. I'm always curious in that stupid stuff because yeah. of the magazine and <laughs> we only print film and, yeah. you know. Where do you go? What do you do? Yeah. What's the best deal? I just want to know. Deals, deals, deals. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what were you like really shocked? Like what were like some really like were your favorites mostly older ones or was it like there a real range or like what was it? What did you see? Um, my my favorites were were the older ones. Yeah, definitely. And Actually, kind of like the older ones and then the the near ones. The ones in the middle, it was kind of like a, like, I don't know, disappointing. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know why. You're too close to it. Maybe. maybe. Or like, I don't know. Maybe the, the m- most recent ones are more to your taste now. Mm-hmm. And further back, you have so much distance. That could be. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I think also the ones in the middle just were boring for some reason. Like they didn't, there wasn't, there was something missing from them. What was going on in your life at that time? Maybe nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. Interesting. So yeah, I really liked a lot of the like older ones from like elementary school, early high school where I'm just shooting picture, like I'm shooting my friends doing stupid shit. Yeah. Like there's one photo of my friend Vanessa and my friend Justin and I'm, still friends with Vanessa to this day um and she's just like she's just making this crazy face and he's making this crazy face and they just look beautiful together and did you share like all these photos with the people that are in them some of the ones that I've chosen to scan um were like a little bit 
like maybe people looked shitty in them or like they were not wearing too many things like clothes (laughs) or whatever I ran them ran it by them yeah um but most of them were just like very normal yeah so I didn't I don't did anyone say no um yeah one my friend Claire is a is a vice principal yeah and there's a picture of her in a bra and I really wanted to use it. Use uh. it. And she said no. But that's, I mean. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of get it and I kind of hate it. But yeah. I get it. Give it another 10 years. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. So, okay. So the opening is the 17th. No, I've no? actually, it's it different. had to get pushed back to the okay. 30th. Okay. But it's definitely the 30th. We're all booked in um, really 30th of March. Where is it? Six o'clock till ten o'clock at the playground at four three four Columbia Street. Oh, I see. Yes, mm-hmm. we've had a comedy show there. Yeah, there's there's lots of fun stuff that happens there all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a good like little spot. This open space. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that is a really good spot. Um, so, okay, let's see. You've developed all these photos. Like, what are you gonna do? So you're gonna just try to sell them? Or are you gonna like? put them in like an album you have like way more than your framing yeah so what are you gonna do with them there's hundreds of them yeah um i'm do gonna you do albums like or just boxes um i i don't really know what i'm gonna do with them like in life yeah but for the purpose of this show i'm going to i've chosen 15 of my favorites mm-hmm. Um, and taken into consideration a few things, like I've taken into consideration um, what, what, like their aesthetic, like are they pleasurable to look at? Like are they nice photos? Are yeah. they, are they, um, like would someone want to put that in their living room? Like mm-hmm. is it kind of like a purely aesthetically? How how are they? Mm-hmm. And then I've also considered um, like how they sort of like um connect to the work that I'm doing now mm-hmm. like in theme or 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 in the way that they're shot yeah um and then I guess just like plain and simply is like the ones that I like like yeah the most, sure you know what I mean like sure. I can't just take into consideration like the ones that I hope people might purchase. Yeah. You know, obviously yeah. I've chosen weird, like there's, there's a handful of, um, like selfies that yeah. are oh, just great. hilarious. And there's one selfie. I mean, they, we didn't call it a selfie then. We, no, we yeah. just called it a self portrait. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's like a photo of me taking a picture of myself naked in in a mirror and where my face would be like the flash has gone off oh, so it's just like awesome. a, yeah like my face is completely flashed out and from like the neck down <laughs> I'm like this like I was in like grade nine so yeah. I would have been like kind of Puberty, getting an adult yeah. being an adult but not totally but like I've got like this crazy big bush wow <laughs> what made you do that I guess you're just not shy I am though, but when I'm in control, I feel it's like powerful. I can, yeah, yeah, like I can let my guard down because I'm not, like, I'm not giving the power, like you said, it's, yeah. I'm not giving the power to anyone else. Yeah. It's definitely about like me experimenting, figuring out. So would you let another photographer take those kinds of vulnerable photos of you? 
I actually hate having my picture taken. Huh. I hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Like Why? I just, I am one of those people who is very awkward and uncomfortable in front of a lens. <laughs> it's so funny. And I think that's part of what makes me a good photographer, though, mm-hmm. is that I assume everyone feels that yeah, way. Yeah, and you want to make them feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you do take some really nice photos of, like, scenes, like, especially, like, the couple photos, mm-hmm. like, uh, of couples together. I mean, they do seem like no one's there. Like, how do you do that? I say to them, pretend I'm not here. And they do? Yeah, I guess. I feel like I'd be so awkward. <laughs> it takes some time. It's not, you yeah. know, it's not like I walk in and then like two minutes later, mm-hmm. I'm like, pretend I'm not here. And they're yeah. like, okay, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I feel like eventually in the shoot, we'll get to that point. Yeah. And like, I'll try different things. Like I might shoot from far away at first. Or from, like, behind a plant. Or, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, or I'll just make suggestions. Like, close your eyes. Just, like, keep them closed. Yeah. Like, for five minutes. Yeah. You know, and then really if you, like, close your eyes and just, like, think about your breathing or, like, whatever. I'll keep taking pictures. But, like, yeah, they might be able to ignore you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you shooting digital I do both both yeah okay yeah do you have a preference it depends on the assignment or the project like for something that needs a quick turnaround like a vice piece or you know any news related thing it has to be digital yeah um because they need it pretty quickly yeah um for creative work I love to try to do it in film actually what I love to shoot with film is traveling yeah yeah, yeah it's there's. Nice. It's just like the two are ma- are married, like made for each other. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the whimsical sort of like, doesn't matter if it's in focus, like fun, yeah, deep contrasty colors it's or kind faded. Of the only time I take yeah. film photos, yeah, is when I'm traveling, which is a shame in a way. <laughs> but then, like, I don't know, my ordinary life is not that exciting. Well, also, either. it's not cheap. Well, yeah, right. That and too, like. It feels like a, a vacation is something you can like indulge. Luxury. You can spend a little bit on that because you want to really keep those forever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so you just mentioned Vice. So just talk about the project. You're working on something for them today. Yeah. Um, so I do. I do a lot of work for Vice. They send me out on little assignments. Um, they also publish a lot of my creative projects too, which is kind of nice. That's awesome. How did you hook up with them? Um, I tweeted at one of the editors. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah. Digital fairy tale. You're right. <laughs> Basically, I was up on Burnaby Mountain for the two weeks, like a few years ago when the protests were happening. Yeah. was taking a lot of pictures and just really felt like it was an important thing. Um, and really thought that the work I was doing up there was really good. I felt like for the, f- I think Burnaby Mountain changed the way that, I feel about felt about my work Mm. it was a it was a turning point in my career for sure wow yeah and um I had seen that an editor from or a writer at Vice had posted something on about Burnaby Mountain so I tweeted at her and I said hey like if you ever need more photos this is this is my website and they ended up getting back to me yeah so great so you're still doing stuff for them today and you were um down uh downtown east side today yeah 
uh, um, some heavy, heavy stuff. Yeah, I was um, sent to the Crossroads Clinic to take some pictures of the lead researcher and the um, people who take advantage of the services there. Um, for their, they do a prescription heroin. Uh, yeah. treatment see i didn't realize that i thought like methadone only i didn't realize they they did that and like how do they how do they figure out who needs it because like don't they all kind of need it i mean well i think they take a few things into consideration i think um they take things into consider- consideration like how long you've been using what other methods you've tried and why they haven't worked for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, wouldn't they all just lie, though? I mean, I'm not saying... Well, no, the whatever. Drug addicts lie. That's what they do. Well, uh, I, don't, I mean, everybody lies. Sure they do. Right? Um, but especially when you really want something. I think that the, the difference between um, the people who go to cross... cross town all of a sudden i can't remember if it's cross town or crossroads we're gonna have to look okay that up. we'll look it up anyways the people who go there they don't go there to get high yeah yeah so they will get their um prescription yeah and they'll you they'll inject yeah and then they will be back at baseline now but then how do they know <laughs> i know you don't work there <laughs> but like how do they know if they don't just like do that but then also go use again um, well they there's they show up there three times a day to to inject yeah and when they arrive they are um they're they're they get like a once over okay if you show up high yeah you're not gonna get the treatment got it, got it. okay i've done i've Fine. done a Checks lot <laughs> i've done a lot of work in the downtown east side i'm by no means specialist in in the field at all but um but through the work that I've done I really have seen this work for people yeah yeah Yeah. and every time I run into someone who I know is part of the prescription heroin trial or is just now one of the people who gets gets prescription heroin daily um that we have amazing conversations about politics and about their families and about what they're doing these people get to go to the dentist and get new teeth. They get um, the proper health care that they need. They get, uh, like, ID. They, yeah. they yeah. are able to sort of... Get to nor- just normal. baseline normal. Yeah. Be normal. Yeah. Wow. So how did the photos turn out, do you think? It was very much a whirlwind. Mm-hmm. Um, I had about three minutes to take picture, take photographs of five different people injecting yeah they're not gonna wait for you (laughs) (laughs) they didn't wait but they were very um gracious with me and um i i think i mean i like them i think i think they turned out well i'm i'm a very harsh critic of my own work so it's it's very i don't know really how often do you feel like satisfied with what you've done almost never Yes, that's heart. That's heartening to hear. <laughs> that's how I feel. <laughs> but my own work. I think most. Well, actually, I ask this question of most people. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, they say that. Yeah. Sometimes they're like, "I'm pretty good about it." It's like, "Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you." No, I, I almost always leave a photo shoot thinking, "Fuck." Actually, you know what? I'm noticing the people that were 
okay with it. I think we're men. Uh, really? Mm-hmm. That I would that wouldn't surprise me. I know, right? I, that that's so interesting actually. Yeah. <laughs> kind of makes sense. It does. <laughs> I mean, whatever. We could talk on a whole other we, podcast about that. It is. It's a, it's a whole other thing, but it's true like I I do feel like women are always kind of like Oh, that wasn't good enough. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. It's in there. The, um, imposter syndrome yeah. big time, I think affects. Okay. I can't throw out a stat when I don't know. Totally. <laughs> affects a lot of us. Affects a lot of us. <laughs> Definitely me. I know that's for sure. Me too. Oh my God. Big time. Ugh. This is a good conversation. It's international women's day today as yeah. we're doing this. Um, when is it coming out? Who knows? But it's not going to be today. So whatever. Did you do anything special for the day? No. No. I didn't. I mean, I put up some Instagram photos that were yeah, feminist. As, as you do. Yeah. Well, there was that whole thing. They were like, oh, like, don't go to work. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. Yeah. I mean, and it's not like, oh, I need the money so badly of this one day of work. It's not like that. But like, I have stuff to do. I will screw myself if I don't go to work today. Right. You can't just like irk your responsibility on that day. I, I understand, but I, I kind of think like that's that's the idea. I know. You know, like I love <laughs> I that it's made women and men think about that. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. think about whether or not they can leave or why they can or can't. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I, I actually got into a pretty heated conversation on Facebook about it. Oh, really? Yeah. What What, what happened? Surprisingly, um, a bunch of women who I totally consider feminists and who I know fairly well um, got really heated about the fact that they couldn't do this and why, like why they couldn't take a day off and how unrealistic it was. Oh, they got mad about it. Well, they were I had posted, hey, is anyone doing this like strike thing? Mm -hmm. I'm curious because... You know, if you are, I'd like, I want to do some pictures. Right. Potentially. Yeah. yeah. And so a bunch of people jumped on saying like, no, like, I wish I could, can't take a day off work. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And then a few more people jumped on and they said, I, I can't leave my kids. I can't do that. Like, who will take care of my kids? What? And like, can't they go with you? With, to, well, what? the idea of a day without a woman is... Oh, you're supposed to abandon your a, children? You're supposed to <laughs> not do any emotional or paid work. Oh. And and I get it. Like, yeah, you can't just, like, leave your kid... Like, yeah. no, undoubtedly, you yeah. cannot just leave yeah. your kid alone at home. No problem. Like, I get it. Yeah. But I found it so fascinating that they just immediately jumped to, like, where would my kid go? Or, like, can't just... You know, like... They didn't, none of them assumed, or none of them, like, thought, like, oh, like, my husband, like, what, it was all, like, what would my husband, like, I can't just leave them with my husband. Oh, really? Which is, like, the whole point. Oh, that's odd. No, that's the whole point. Right. Yeah. Anyways, it's just, it's very complicated. It is complicated. I get it. I get every side. Yeah. I get all the sides. But I think that the idea of it was, was fantastic, because it made people really, like, be, like, yeah. This is I think we need to acknowledge that that's our first instinct. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. no I could never do that. And I and I saw like other companies like acknowledging it and saying to their female employees like yeah, don't come to work. But I think that's interesting too. Like cuz then they're like granting you permission and it's not quite as powerful. It's not as powerful. Yeah, fuck I know. I did stay home half the day. <laughs> Good. 
but you know, I was kind of working from here, so it's kind of like halfway, not really, but I try, I was like, can I like not, I was like, fuck, I got a meeting with my boss, yeah. I can't not go. No, you it's, can't, exactly. It's, yeah, I, tough. I really didn't care one way or the other whether people did, did the strike or didn't, yeah. but I just found it fascinating that like their instant reaction was, what will the world What will do? everyone else do? Yeah. You know, yeah. like their immediate thought was like, all the other people who I'm supporting, how will they yeah fuck them right <laughs> like the whole idea was yeah like let everyone else figure it out yeah deal with it oh that's funny uh well thank you so much for talking with me i think we're at our oh, time oh my pleasure i know that yeah. was fast yeah i know uh we'll see what you're opening on the 30th thanks and now i'm gonna play a song off the debut album from australian musician alex cameron the album is called jumping the shark which is a nod to the theme of the album which is failure it feels super refreshing. You know, most songs are about love and relationships, and this is about something, like, super raw. And I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I uh, can really feel the lyrics here. Anyway, the whole album is great. It's really short. It's only eight songs, but Pick It Up is totally worth it. And Alex is coming to the Cobalt March 27th with Frog Piles, so look for me there, fangirling. Okay, here's The Comeback by Alex Cameron. <laughs> Like 